I said we're going to do this, and then Jay takes his headphones off. Okay. I had to put my charger in. <laughs> now, now, now we're going to do this. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to, to episode 197 of Literal Lessons. Carter just ruined my intro, and Jay just made it even worse. How are we doing today, boys? Restart it. <laughs> oh no, no, we're just going with this. We're just going with this. We're they not shipping we it. Y'all already know who we are. All three of us are here, uh, which is great. Uh, Carter, Jay, Rosho. And uh, we have a tournament to talk about and also some DLC stuff. Don't skip over the football this week, man. I know you guys haven't played yet. Yeah, we. The Ravens, like baby? The Ravens? Okay, we're, yeah, uh, with the with the overtime punt return to win the game, dude, that was insane. insane. I literally insane. was saying to myself, I was like, when Lamar got sacked and we got like a third and seventeen, I'm like, oh, we lost. All right, game over. Then he hits a touchdown for Zay Flowers. And I'm like, oh my god! And then they go down and score, and then we look terrible coming out in OT. Great defensive stop. And I was like, mm, this just feels right for a punt return. I was bouncing and screaming around my whole house. It was awesome. And that was after the Islanders had a comeback win in overtime last night. So the comeback kids are rolling right now. I'm loving life. <laughs> uh, actually, with Jay bringing up football, this is uh, we're recording er a little early in the day than we usually do. Um, Carl, uh, Carter and I, we've had this tradition for about you know, as long as we've known each other me being a diehard Eagles fan and him being a diehard Cowboys fan, that when our two teams play, we completely ignore each other's existence. So for th yep. so from 8.30 to like 11 or so tonight, 11.30? Uh, that's 7.30 in you know, normal people time, you know, in, no, in cornfield standard time. No, no cornfield <laughs> time. Uh, so for I can't even, like, I can't joke about that anymore. I'm outnumbered here. I know you yeah, are. You really we, we, are. You have, yeah, it, it's that uh, it's that Northeast ninety five corridor, aka Eastside. the only place in this, the place in this country that matters. Because I'm an absolute East Coast bias boy. Just yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Thank you. Let's go. So yeah, so for us to actually do a podcast where like Carter and I will speak to each other civilly, we had to get it done before the Sunday night football game. And um, Fair. with that all aside, let's dive right into some DLC discussion, guys. We uh, we finally got an Indigo Disc trailer a week before the release date. And uh, it showed things. Not a lot, but no. some things. Yeah, it, it was um, honestly kind of disappointing for, like, being, you know, a week out or whatever. Um, I, I think the the only, like truly interesting thing that came out of it is hey legendary well no we have the we have the whole sync thing you can actually be a pokemon so you can you know be your urshifu we can play hey you around sur surging striking things yeah it was confirmed i believe by joe merrick from cerebi that the sync will work on any single pokemon so it's not just limited to like your cute little pikachu and stuff like you can be your Urshifu, you can be, like, uh, I don't know, whatever whatever your favorite Pokemon is. I'm going to be a Mamoswine, and it's going to be great. Uh, the vibes are going to be immaculate. And uh, I'm yeah, that, actually genuinely new. surprised that it's for everything. Let's be honest here, it's going to be buggy as absolute hell. 
Yeah. No, it, sure. it, there's no way it's good, right? <laughs> no, like, not at all. And uh, yeah, the legendaries as well are back. Um, we got some confirmations on specific legendaries. Uh, there's there is a chance that not all of them are coming back. There are certain ones that usually appear that didn't, uh, namely like Xerneas, Anyveltal. We didn't see the Tapus, so maybe it's not everyone coming back. Who knows? Kieran got a bad haircut. Yeah, Kieran got a bad haircut. Um, I, every time you say it, I still think you're saying Kieran. Kieran got a bad haircut. Kieran with yep. a mullet. Kieran White with a mullet, baby. <laughs> yep. That That's actually the true form of the original dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Ride that dragon. Ride it! Mullet nation! <laughs> I... You're outnumbered again. I'm I'm not arguing. I think it's great. <laughs> I need to message Carl real quick. Wait, are you gonna, I was gonna say that that's gonna be the thumbnail, right? Now it's the thumbnail. <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah, thumbnail. you're very welcome for the amazing thumbnail and coming, everyone. Um while Carter texts uh Carl, uh not much else was really in the uh the uh the, the trailer. For like a four minute trailer, I feel like we got very little. Well, I think part of it as well, like, the trailer led off with the teal mask, and it, like, officially revealed the Ogre Pond forms, because we never got them on, like, an official, like, trailer or anything. So, like, they did that, but I think that was why, like, I think only, like, two, two and a half minutes were Indigo Disc stuff. Um, oh, and one other thing it did show, it did show us, um... We're able to bring uh, trainers over from Paldea to Blueberry Academy. And if you do certain things, you can actually trade for one of their Pokemon. And there's a new map mark on these Pokemon um, where it, when you send it out, like the example they gave was Iono. You were able to trade. She, um, she was able to trade you a Magnemite. And when you sent it out with the mark, it would say, go Iono's Magnemite. And so that was pretty cool. And, that is uh, pretty interesting. And maybe that's something that we see in future events, like uh, over the past year, whenever we have an IC, the uh, event Pokemon from, like they'll do a giveaway, an, an event Pokemon from the previous IC winner's team. So like whenever we get EUIC, we'll get some Pokemon from the LAIC team. And maybe this year it could be like the winner's like name, like someone's like, oh, like go Wolves Incineroar, or like go Paul's Arcanine, like, like, something like that. And I think that would be cool, like, just another aspect of VGC lore, where you have a mark on your, on your, not only do you have your own Pokemon as an event mon, but, like, it also has your mark. And, and I think that would be pretty cool. That's pretty much it for the DLC. Uh, we have... Yeah, I mean, that, that's basically it, right? It's like, hey, we have legendaries... Also, there's a few minor things that we are also able to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it there. Uh, next thing we have, we have one of our last two... Um, we had one of our last two Regulation E uh, regionals this week, and I'm going to throw up the day one usage if I get the right one. That's the right one. 
So the regional uh, in Stuttgart, Germany. Stuttgart's in Germany, right? I'm so yes. glad you said it because yes, I, it is. I was going to let you drive the bus on this one. Thank you. Okay, good. That I got that right. Uh, not that much of a dumb American. So yes, uh, the Stuttgart regional is our second to last regional. Our last regulation E regional uh, being next week in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, day one, we see Urshifu and Tornadus, uh, the, the best bros that have been terrorizing the metagame, take their rightful spot, in my opinion, as the number one and number two Pokemon in day one usage. Um, edging out Pokemon such as Fluttermane and Iron Hands, which have been in those top two spots for a while. And Landorus, how the mighty has fallen, uh, in the early months of this format, we, it was a pretty much a lock for top three, falling all the way to eighth in day one usage. It's funny how you say, like, the Mighty has fallen, and it still is on a quarter of the teams, you know, across yep. the day one. Um, you know, like, we have this top 12 here, and 10 of the 12 are 20% or more usage, which, I mean, 11 of 12 is the 20% uh, or more usage, which is just insane, I think. And top seven is 30% or more. Yeah. Um, you know, like that top six is basically just a team on its own, um, and it, it it truly is just you know the the meta has definitely seen a, a centralization point uh, here. But I know when talking about this event in towards the finals, they were talking about how these centralized metas can sometimes allow for place for you know unique Pokemon to to take some hold in in different events and stuff. So you know it was nice to see some unique stuff as well yeah i think when we get to the top eight we'll see some more like unique pokemon uh including one that we were really high on uh in last week's episode that really hasn't seen like many big time results um but in generally of course this is the usual suspect so to speak um for really any metagame that you're going tournament that you're going into for um regulation a moving on to day two usage we do have two changes um the main changes in terms of usage we had a uh, roaring moon and who was 12th and surprisingly hisuian arcanine which was a pokemon with over 30 percent usage uh sixth place both those pokemon dropped off from day one to day two in top 12 usage and uh fire Ogrepon, a pokemon that we have not seen in top 12 since the early meta surged into day two top 12 tied with a rillaboom and tied for fourth place in usage uh king gambit also moved into uh the top 12 as well so we dropped a fire type and a dark type and replaced them with a different fire type and dark type amongus also uh came up into the uh the top 12 here and um, and uh, and, uh, and water pond, and, and water pond drop yeah. nope you're right yeah yeah, Moongus uh, also, you know, um, this is this is crazy. Like seeing the fall of Water Pond from day one to you know Hearth Flame taking thirty five percent of teams is nuts to me. It seems like there was a lot of Fire Pond on the day one stream, and I think that Grassy Glide duo of like the Fire Ogre Pond plus Rillaboom, as you can see, uh, the two it's are really usage. good. Yeah, it's very good. I think it's on a resurgence. I think the big thing is like 
there's probably a lot less, or at least there was less um, Dragonite teams expected at this tournament. And, I mean, when we look at the results, there really wasn't much Dragonite. And then those two, they do well. Uh, having that grassy glide to go into Urshifu is super good. We were seeing a few non-standard uh, Urshifu Terra types. I, I believe on stream we did see Terra Fairy Urshifu at once. So it's already starting to get to the point where Urshifu is going towards a defensive Terra um, with... I could see situations where in Regulation F, that could also be the case where you can't go Terra Water, you have to go Defensive Terra on the Urshifu. Um, but I think it's those, the Rillaboom, Ogre Pond, Fire, really took advantage of that potential like interaction with the mostly Terra Water Urshifus. I think it's a little I interesting really... to see... Oh, sorry, Carter. You go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I think it was interesting to see the uh, rise in King Gambit from, you know, day one to day two, because, like you pointed out, Landorus was not uh, as popular as it normally is, you know, being up towards that top three and now uh, sitting in that seventh spot or in the lower half of the uh, top 12. Um, King Gambit, you know, doesn't get as much Defiant opportunities, but I know something that we were seeing a little bit more there was Icy Wind Tornadus. Um, mm -hmm. you know, which, which King Gambit takes a really good advantage of. And of course, you know, Landorus is still popular enough. Even and the like, Bleak I Wind mean, Storm. uh, like Bleak Wind Storm is also relevant, right? Like being able yeah. to yeah. have that chance for a speed drop. Um, you have Moonblast from, uh, from Fluttermane that has a chance to drop that as well. Um, I'm trying to think there was, there's something else I played against. Oh, like Shadow Ball from Goldengo as well. Like that's yeah. another one that you like. You can actually switch in on that one and take that super well. Have a chance to get that that uh spadef drop in there. Like, all right, cool. Now now you died a sucker punch. Thanks, sucker punch time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I think that's what it comes down to. If you can get this, I mean, the gambit's really great next to Lumungus. Um, it's great with the with any sort of like speed control, but it doesn't even need the speed control really. Once you get that um, a sword stance off, or you get that. Liquid Storm, Defiant Boost, or like an ice, like or in such. Terra Dark, Black Glasses slash Dreadplate, Sucker Punch at plus two. Not a lot in this format is really living that. Like, you have, I mean, Hands and Urshifu live it when they aren't Terra because of the resistance. And even then, they're taking a good bit of damage. Uh, it's one of those Pokemon that, weirdly enough, like, it's not like that there's no answers into King Gambit, but it's also a Pokemon where if it gets into that position, you pretty much have to win the Sucker Punch mind game of are they going to suffer or not. And you've just having that Sucker Punch pressure in the back of your mind at all times, especially once it's boosted, it can just start picking up these massive KOs. Um, and it, it is like, it's just generally a really, really good Pokemon that is always going to find at least some spot in the meta. Mm -hmm. I think one of the other things, like we talk about Pokemon that aren't here, Hisuian Arcanine dropping off a lot. I think that the number that I heard that only seven of the 42 teams that made day two had Hisuian Arcanine on it, which again is a huge drop off. This is the Pokemon that last, when we were doing our tier listing, we were like, this is an S tier Pokemon. This is super freaking defining. And uh, a lot of the day two players didn't take it. 
But as we move to Top Cut Explorer to look at the top eight teams, it didn't we matter. Can number, we, can see, we can see that the number one team still had it. Seven for eight. Well, Michael Jordan could never. I feel like uh, that's disrespectful to Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Hisuian Arcanen, all it does is win. Uh, Lorenzo uh, Silvestrini, congratulations on your win and on your world's invite. Um, this is a po- like the team of Hisuian Arcanin, um, Tornadus, Flutter, Waterfu, Goldengo, and Rillaboom. This is a team that we've seen a lot. And just these Tornadus Hyper Offense with Urshifu, Ghost Type, Water, Fire, Grass. It's just such an amazing archetype that it really is like the defining mode of the entire regulation uh, from day one on. Moving on to uh, some other teams, or just other Pokemon that we mentioned, uh, we said that there is some room for creativity, and uh, we do see a Reggie Drago in second place. Albert Boss brought a Salamence to top eight. Um, we see an Indeedee, a naked Indeedee on a non-Trick Room team, along with Dragapult on uh, World's Runner uh, Michael Kelsch's uh, top eight team. Um, and there was another one. Oh, uh, and then we also have in where are you? In uh, De- Daniela Spinterelli's team, uh, we have the Incarnate Landorus that we were talking about last week that we were all pretty high on. Uh, yeah. Did got the top eight, couldn't go all the way uh, and get the win that I was predicting. Maybe next week in San Antonio, I'll get it. <laughs> There, uh, there's also a Dragapult down here in top eight as well. Yep. I mentioned, yeah. uh, yeah, Did Michael. You? Okay. I just, I just didn't hear you. Then yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, I think the honestly, the naked deity on the team is a little more out of place. We can actually go to uh, Michael's team right here. It kind of makes sense on this team, just as like a way to answer Booster, Flutter, and Tailwind stuff a little bit better. Um, you yeah. know, you can you, you have the psychic seed and it allows your dragapult to, you know, do massive damage. But like that this is also just a core that Michael Kelsch is extremely comfortable with. He's been playing this Dragapult Urshifu GM Pow Tornadus core for um, well, since worlds. Before it, you know, he's he had hundreds of games and was running tournaments and stuff with that over you know, before worlds too with that core. Um and at this point, you know, originally there was the Fergaraf who fills a similar role to the Ndidi. Ndidi just gets that extra bulk from the Psychic Seed. And it um, also gets the uh, the Follow Me as well. Yeah. Which and is it, also big. And it helps a lot with this uh, this Ogre Pond as well uh, over here to do its, uh, you know, strong attacking stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that this is just something Michael's really comfortable with all around. I think another interesting tech with this team is you have an assault vest terror like again the de- defensive carry the assault vest terror fairy urshifu i think that's that isn't something that we've really seen recently and again it's like the changes that we might be seeing with um with urshifu are is that it might not be going full blown offense i think people realize especially on this team you still have the rain dance you still have Chien Pao to help support it i can put go with a defensive Terra and a non-boosting item to bulk myself up where I can get that extra Surging Strikes off. And that would and 
getting that extra hit in could be more important than like doing a ton of damage on the initial hit. Something I wanted to note in terms of Terra types too, uh, with this team and like across the board with uh, a lot of this tournament is that Tornadus has gone a lot more towards Terra Steel when I think before Terra Ghost was extremely popular. Um, Terra you know, Dark as well. Yeah, those were yeah. both fairly popular. Like this defensive Terra is just really good into a lot of, you know, the, the Pokemon that hit you super effectively. Like Chi you know, it's a good neutral type into... You know Pokemon like Golden Go and and Fluttermane and stuff. So I think that uh you know that's another development I like to see. I think one thing that's really interesting with this with the Steel Terror on Tornadus, which they did say on stream that Steel was the most common uh, Terror type for Tornadus, is that it actually helps you in the Tornadus Mirror, where your bleak if you can go into Terra Steel and your opponent, either it's a neutral Terra to flying or already burnt their Terra on something else. Uh, your Bleak Wind Storm is actually doing more than theirs. So if you get into that endgame Torn versus Torn Mirror, you can actually like be able to bulk out your opponent and win that way. Um, which is, again, is just Tornadus is such a common Pokemon that it's not something that you can ignore. Like You can easily get into a position where your endgame is just these two mostly support Pokemon. And if you can get an extra leg up on defense, then you can take that win. Yeah, number two in, in day one usage. So, yep. Um, Can others... someone remind me what Lash Out does? Is it double your power if you have a stat lowered? Yeah, yeah so you use double, it with on Intimidate. The it's lowered. Yeah. It's, and it yeah, okay. becomes 140 base power or something. But you you're know, still like... at minus one. Like, it yeah, doesn't but it doubles. Drops, right? it, but yeah, but it, it doubles your base power, so it almost okay. does, in, in, in a sense. So, I mean, in a way, it does ignore it. It's just, you know, it's not truly yeah. that two times effect. And again, um, and I mean, that's... it doesn't have to be your attack either. It's just exactly. any stat drop as well. Yeah. And then yeah, you get a critical hit, and you're doing 140 base power off of, yep. you know. Yeah, um, and you can you like, know, sort of ruin boosted life or boosted stab lash out seems uh <laughs> it's I, a lot. I don't know if I like it more than just like sucker punch. Um just because like I mean you still are outsped by like flutter, right? Yeah. So yeah. like uh, I, no, not, it, uh, speed tie. I, speed tie. You normally outspeed well, flutter main because they invest a lot in bulk. That's well, it, it okay. all depends because they could they uh because of the speed booster. And I guess yeah, yeah, the other the other thing there is like you don't want sucker punch on your uh, Indeedy female team, so like <laughs> maybe just crunch then. Like then you have a higher base power attack anyway. Yeah, but you get that extra bonus into Landorus, which is something that's a lot in the field, and Arcanine, which is also yeah. something that's all around the field. Um, Does Landorus even take a minus one icicle crash though? Uh, no, it's probably Especially not. Especially if it's, after, if it's after life orb boosted. But you can yeah. use it against, you know, what's next to the Landorus. That is true. That is true. And, you know, that, that can be pretty good. Um, I do want to say, just point out, like, looking at the top eight here, like, this was Golden Go's tournament, you know? It really was. Like, Golden Go is just really making its name for itself. Uh, tournament in, tournament out, it's been fantastic. And yeah. here it is, number one, number two, number four, and top eight, you know, uh, Incredible. No, Goldengo, it's it's so weird because going all the way back to Regulation B, everyone was like, okay, well, Flutter's here, 
Flutter's always going to beat Goldango. You have to defensive terror the Goldango, and that's not good. And the Flutter could still threaten you. And it was like one of those things where it was nowhere to be seen. And as in regulations, like in regulation C, it started creeping back up again towards the latter months of, okay, this Pokemon's still really good. And there's a lot of different sets. Um, the winning set did have the Terror Dragon Make It Rain. I'm, I'm sorry, De Terror Dragon Lefties with the Protect Make It Rain Shadow Ball Nasty Plot, which, by the way, Protect um, Leftovers next next to Rillaboom is absolutely insane. There, there was that was one, one of the games I got to catch today in Top 8. They were just yeah. like... I, I think both opponents had uh, Golden Go out, and it was like, alright, and now we protect and leftovers and grassy terrain, and next thing you know, it's like it never even took that make it rain. Yeah, like, so holy cow. Absurd. <laughs> yeah, if you, you just a single protect and you you can recover 25% of your health, and it's, it's just disgusting how much recovery you can get mm -hmm. on a set of Pokemon like that. Um, we also saw on the other side a nasty plot set with the Life Orb on Nils Dunlop's team, a more offensive team with the Tornadus and Reggie Drago, uh, but still also having uh, Rillaboom's Grassy Surge to support uh, the Goldango and give it some sort of recovery to slightly mitigate the Life Orb check. Yeah, and this one's Terra Steel as well to try to get that extra offensive output. Um, and, like, that's the cool thing about Golden Go is that its typing is so good that Steel itself is, like, a good defensive terror for it. Yep, you know, mm -hmm. like, dropping that Ghost Terror sometimes is really good. And then in other teams where you have maybe a worse fire matchup, because this team has three fire resists, uh, well, two fire resists, one fire resist after Terra on the Ogre Pond. Um, two fire resists after Terra. With Actually, the, the oh, much. yeah, Tornadus with the water. And, and Rock with, with Terra Rock. Yeah, like, you, you don't really need that Terra Dragon because you have a lot of good switch-ins to it. Um, but, like, that Terra Dragon is such a good, off, uh, you know, defensive type for it as well. But I love the Steel because you get offensive and defensive benefits out of it. I think with an item like Life Orb, or I've been playing around with um, with Choice Specs on Goldango, you, having Terra Steel on those Pokemon where you want to put out the offense to just get that extra oomph, is really really important uh is if you can get a nasty plot off your life orb terror steel make it rain resisted pokemon aren't going to be able to live that and if they mm -hmm. are they're going to be going down to your partner pokemon it's um the amount of damage that this thing can put out is just immense and because of the ability for it to boost very quickly with nasty plot and have that natural bulk uh where you're able to safely nasty plot is super impressive Looking at uh, Nils' team as well, there's a couple things I wanna I wanna ask about here. Okay, isn't Splash Plate technically less optimal than Mystic Water for the, the sake same of fight? No, same damage. No, it, it's it's not for that. It's for wasn't there like an argument for like Rose Incense versus uh, Miracle Seed on Rillaboom last generation? What was wasn't that it just that, was... that you wanted a miracle seed for something else or something? I thought no, I thought I it was because of fling. Is that oh, like fling isn't damage. that technically more optimal? No, because I... you you're the only one you're the one who's clicking fling. Yeah, I think it was like I, I think it was fling. I can't remember. I, I I don't think there's any tech in reality that makes one better than okay, the other. Okay, 
That's why you run Dread Plate instead of Black. You know, you run Dread Plate and Black Glasses. Like, it doesn't... They're both 1.1 boosters. You might just have less fling damage when you're running, like... Like, Fling Rillaboon might have been a thing with, like, a, you know, under Trick Room with, like, a weakness policy set up or something. Yeah, can can someone just, like, in the comments tell me why people were doing that? I know there's a reason I, for the life of me, cannot remember. I'm gonna Google it quick. Yeah, it's um, one of those and things then... where... The the other thing I want to point out is his tornadoes doesn't have bleak wind storm. It has air slash. It does have air slash, and air slash is very interesting. Um, so air slash, I think it's about the same exact damage output. You do get the flinch chance. It's uh, single the, target as well. It is single target. It is more accurate. Uh, it still can miss the flinch it's chance. Ninety or is it ninety five? Ninety five. Okay. And I think it's like a. Base seven, I think it's base seventy-five damage mm -hmm. and ninety-five accuracy. So in the grand scheme of things, you're doing the same damage to Bleak Windstorm. It's just that you're going for a higher probability of hitting the Pokemon that you want to hit, and also going for a um, also going for a flinch chance. Also, Air Slash hits Bramblegast, which has been that it, which was a Pokemon on the rise. And it's not considered a wind move. It's not. It's also just more accurate, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was that was. Something uh, that was also, hard. I did the research, and there is nothing. Air here. cutter. Air cutter um, is a wind move. Air slash is not. I'm not seeing anything on why Rosen Sensor Miracle Seed is better than the other. The only thing I'm seeing is that if you want to attract a Roselia slash Roserade to spawn little. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, if playing Rose Incense increases my chance of my opponent bringing Rose Raid, then by all means I will play it. <laughs> Remember when Rose Raid was a thing and like, I, I think it was like briefly No, I don't. <laughs> I want to say it was like series, series 1, 2, and I think a bit of Series 3 of Sword and Shield. I used it on a team that I built where I just used like Cynthia's Pokemon for Sword and Shields, and it was... Okay, it it was pretty bad, cool but like it it wasn't bad in a RTT last season or last year or whatever. So at least it's that <laughs> it's got that. I think the Pokemon's neat. It, it, it's bad, but it's neat. Uh, one <laughs> other thing, just the more I look at Nils' team, the more interesting it looks. Is that this Ogre Pond doesn't have any Grass type coverage? It uh, it's it's Ivy Cudgel, which is a Fire type attack on the Heart Flame Mask Ogre Pond. And stomping tantrum, and also Probably it has Arcanine, follow me. Right? What was that? Stomping tantrum for Arcanine. Yes. And yeah, stomping. Yeah. So it actually is interesting where we're just talking about the Rillaboom, Heart Flame Ogre Pond, Grassy Glide duo, and um, well, there's no Grassy Glide with this. Well, there's only one Grassy Glide with this duo, not two. At uh, my locals last month, I ran into uh, Hearthflame plus Rilla, and they were doing they were doing the um, focus energy set on Ogre Pond. And let me tell you, it felt atrocious to be crit by that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a match. It was uh, the teal mask pond, or is it the red the the Hearthflame pond? It was Hearthflame, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that, night, that, so that is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. If you let that get, if you let that get going, that's no fun. 
Well, he was also playing Clefairy, so he had, like, Redirection, and he had Rillaboom for fake-out support. It was... It seems really cool. It was really cool. Um, that was the match I won on a, uh, a uh, team sheet error. <laughs> yep, okay, yeah. So, like, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, two of the other teams I want to talk about, um, I'd say Albert Bat aren't in this uh, in the top four. We have Albert Boss's top eight team. And I also want to talk about uh, Dan- Danielle Spantarelli's uh, top eight as well. Um, Albert, specifically because, uh, yet again, we're seeing this Rocky Helmet uh, support Salamence do super well uh, as the Tailwind setter, and honestly, a, a bit of a special uh, offense on these balance teams. I love the men's pick. It's, it's like, and I think, again, what you said, like, it's a weird Pokemon that just does super well in this meta. It has its niche where it has the role consolidation of the damage output, well, damage output with the Draco Meteor, um, the Tailwind, and the Intimidate. You're able to do a lot of different things, and it's also really good into Ogre Pond and Rillaboom, Ogre Pond, Rillaboom, and um, Urshifu. Urshifu, yeah. Yeah. And you have like that sustain with Roost, that good Terror Poison. Um, it's it's good into Heatran, um, especially the ones that aren't running, you know, Steel Coverage. If they're running like the Substitute instead, um, I know most of them run the Steel Coverage and three attacks nowadays. But um, you know, that's still not an amazing matchup for for the Heatran. I think that Mens is is really you know really strong into a lot of the top Mons right now, um, and has a really great place. Mince is something, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any more locals between now and uh, Regulation F, but if it if I did, this would be on the list of things I would want to, like, test out and play towards as well. But, yeah, I, I, I really like Salamence. It's always been a mod that I've had uh, this this draw to play just because it, it's, uh, it's move pool and it's... it's it, it, the tech that it provides is very unique to it, right? Like being able to be a dragon with intimidate that also has tailwind has a like it. It just you can list a hundred things and it's just like, oh yeah, I guess it does do all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an example of a Pokemon where when you're t- it's it's not the classic idea, and of course, like goes back there was um a few of my friends locally one of them brought up salamence a few others said no it's bad pokemon what are you thinking and then you had the tangs do well with salamence um and in toronto and from there we've seen this grow because that was a choice scarf salamence and now we've seen it develop even more to this roost um Rocky Helmet version that has been doing, it feels like like a, a handful of them are popping up in the top 8, top 16 of pretty much every single tournament since Toronto. And it's just like you have to strip away the, like the, what the Pokemon is. You have to ignore, ignoring the fact that it's a Salamence and you just look at the tools, it can make a lot of sense on a lot of these teams. And again, on these balance teams here, it does make a ton of sense. 
Yeah, I also th- fire, yeah, your water fire grass, your dragon fairy steel with the king gambit and flutter. Like like you can do a lot. And I think it makes sense just given the the way that like the meta has kind of you know evolved, especially you know this meta here. Like we see that GM Pow is actually you know pretty low on that bottom you know in the top twelve usage, and out of that top twelve, not too much is actually. Uh, extremely threatening to Salamence. There's not a lot of things there that hit it super effectively besides the Flutter Maid. Um, So it, it, you know, it's typing, it's defensive typing has a lot of uh, utility to be supportive like this and stick around and sustain. Uh, That Dragon type is a really great type in this format and pairing it with the Flying really limits a lot of the things that are able to, you know, do damage to it. Another thing just with this team in general, my brain's weird. I like I like stuff like this. Uh, you can bring the top four Pokemon, so like the Wellspring, the Heatran, the Salamence, and the Fluttermane. And with those four, you get both your Water, Fire, Grass, and Fantasy Core. And so I think, it's, again, with a balanced-type team, being able to switch, ha- I'll pretty much have a switch in for anything coming your way with these four Pokemon defensively is super huge. I mean, not saying that the Fluttermane is defensive, but... You know, it can it can eat a dragon type attack, uh, that's going into the Salamence slot or a ghost type attack, sorry, or like a fighting type attack going into like the Heatran slot, and then retaliate with some Terra Fairy Spec Spoon Blast or Dazzling Gleam. So it, it can still like play its role. I know I, I think just again this is a super cool team, uh, that the Salamence takes to another level. The other, uh, Danielle's team, I, I solely, I want to talk, speak to this, uh, specifically because of the Landorus on this team. It's not the Landorus that we're used to seeing. Lando I. Lando I is really good, man. Sub- it really is. It's got substitute. Yeah, so this Last one, night. it's, it's sub over Sansier, and I believe if we look through the Landoruses. Um, a lot of the Lando eyes, I believe, were dropping Sansir for substitute. You, I think that specifically for this team, since you don't have the Tornadus here, and yeah, the the on- double genie core is really good, and yeah. that's where you you really want the uh, Sansir storm, Sansir. just so you have like hundred yeah. percent accurate uh, Sansir and Bleak Winds. Yeah, now now you have the hundred percent accurate Earth Power, and you get to choose which targets mm-hmm. getting hit. Um, and the substitute is, you know, really, really good when po- they're, they're trying to uh, take down other Pokemon, you know, that are really threatening, like the Golden Go, who can set up with that nasty plot, and you have that follow me with that Ogre Pond. Yeah. Quick question, another... does Golden Go get substitute? It does, right? I believe so. I know right. it gets Recover. It does get Recover. <laughs> recover I'm not worried about, but... Uh, let me check. I'll check right now. Because I kind of like the idea of, like... It does. It does get substitute. Oh, man. Just, like, sub-nasty plot with lefties next to Rillaboom. Like, you can just, like, harass your opponent constantly. The problem is, is, like, are you dropping Make It Rain or Shadow Ball? And I I don't like dropping... You're dropping Shadow Ball. There's no way you can drop Make It Rain. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're doing nasty plot things. Like, Make It Rain just is forever just, like, good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably use sub uh, Goldie and UDL one of these weeks. Um, now that you brought it up, <laughs> you're welcome. 
I can run, I can run Make It Rain, Shadow Ball, Nasty Plot, and Sub, because... Haha. I mean, you probably still want to protect there, so you can get extra lefties recover, right? Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, it'll be fine. Substitutes basically protect next turn. I need to, yeah, I need to click Shadow Ball, you know? (laughs) I gotta click big damage move. (laughs) The real play is drop Nasty Plot, probably, if you're running Sub. Um, Yeah, but, like, that's the whole reason I want to run Sub, is to get a free Nasty Plot. Yeah, but you can also just, like, sit behind it and just get a free Make It Rain, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just click the damage move. I don't know, like, in... You know, obviously... When, when you're playing when you're playing regionals, you you want protect on your Goldie. Absolutely. I think, I think oh, 100 percent. You know, draft leagues you can you can get away with you know dropping protect on Pokemon because you know what you're gonna play. But like, yeah, this this is never a conversation I think you have for your Golden Go in, in a regional. No, even like now, hold on, a decent size. I, I like you don't want to drop Shadow Ball either. Like that's like how are you hitting Urshifu? Make it rain. I was going to say nasty plot into make it rain. Even on the, like even though it was a resisted hit on Urshifu, you're chunking it for seventy eight. Yeah, but you need to set up with nasty plot first, you know, to, to do that damage, and you're you're doing like we saw it in the finals. Um, I think it was at plus one Terra Steel did like thirty five percent, forty percent to Urshifu with the life orb. You know, like yeah. it's it, it's it's tough. Like you you can't. Like it's really hard to drop that shadow ball. It's such great offensive, um, you know, damage into the majority of the format. So yeah, plus it hits like Amoongus for neutral. I mean, so um, does make it rain, but like you're not dropping your stats, and I think that's the big thing with shadow ball, and a lot of the Terra steals uh, that are running around. Yeah, you know, yeah. hmm. Yeah, in general, super cool team. Um, again, running on size band. Don't have to worry right, no, about I'm it. Yeah, Don't no, have to I'm worry in. about protect if you just have follow tons of follow me next to it. Somebody gets it. All right, <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna. I need to make myself a mental note. Oh no! Well, you're making that mental note in the top sixteen. We did get two more Lando eyes. Um, I think showdown's down. And that. Yeah, it looked like there. it earlier. But... So actually, just going through there's one. There's more, unless I... Uh, no, I... So there's the same amount of Lando I, unless I can't count. There's the same amount of Lando I in the top 16 as there are Lando Therian. Uh, Lando Therian, which is not something that I ever expected to say. So that's a little neat tidbit to look at. Yeah, Lando I, I mean, it's, it's a great offensive, you know, version of what you're getting from, you know, the defensive counterpart of Lando I, I mean, Lando T, you're also faster by quite a significant margin. Yeah, um, and the, the speed's really big. You're outspeed Urshifu that way, um, and uh, you're, are you base 100 or are you base 101, right? It is, I can pull that I up. think it's 169 it gets to. Um, let me check. Here, not going to beat me to it. Yeah, 101. Oh, so yeah, it, 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 it outspeeds those those base hundreds as well by one point or, or two two speed points, you know. Like it's it has a really solid matchup, really solid speed tier, like a lot of really and, and obviously that output and that damage output is just ridiculous with life form sheer force. Yeah. Um, I can confirm Lando real good. 
Yeah. Oh, actually, I was going to say, if there's nothing else we want to talk about in terms of the top 16 teams, uh, we can just do, uh, before we close out, uh, you, you went to another uh, PC this weekend, Carter. I did. I did. Is this the part where I get to talk about things that I did? Yes. Uh, actually, first, uh, shout out Swede. I said I was going to do this. You played a team of six actual real Pokemon and came in second place at an MSS today. I'm proud of you, Swede. Oh, I, I actually hadn't seen his final placing. Congrats, Good job, Swede. Swede. He, he finished second. Proud of you. So, Swede yeah, super great. Uh, great weekend on that. Uh, floor is yours. So, uh, yeah, I got to play up at uh, Collector's Cash over in Lenexa, Kansas again. Uh, they've been hosting um, premiere challenges like once a month here lately. And so I got to go. Um, the idea of what I wanted to play, I told Carl, hey, I want to play Sneasler. He's like, okay, sent me a team and it didn't have Sneasler on it. He's like, what do you think of this? This seems like right up your alley. It's hyper aggro. It's like, you know, just hyper-offense good stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't have Sneasler, so fix that. <laughs> to which he's like, I, I guess I'll have to, like, cut stuff to put Rillaboom and Sneasler on here. I'm like, yeah, that's all I want. Thanks, man. Um, the To make a long story short, um, Sneasler was very bad. <laughs> To, to make it very, very blunt, um, it was the worst part of the team. I brought it, I think, in two games. I clicked three moves with it. <laughs> um, and one of those... Uh, it. So I was doing the Unburdened Grassy Seed set. Like, yeah. Um, I was terraflying with Acrobatics. Um, I crit a Roaring Moon with an Acrobatics after Terra and did, like... 80 some like maybe like 75 80 percent um which allowed me to ko it before it set up trick room or uh tailwind and then um uh, the next turn i got to dire claw a iron hands and then it died and then uh uh fast forwarding a little bit round four i got to play against carl and i brought it game one and uh it just like i think i clicked acrobatics and it died so I tried it, and it was really bad. So, uh, to counter Angelo's, like, regional here lately, um, his uh, had a Sneasler win the offense. So, yeah, so <laughs> I wasn't able to go. Um, Chalky, who is the nicest person in VGC history, has been hosting uh, premier challenges as well outside of Boston uh, called the Cheese League. And, yes, uh, Sneasler won the Cheese League yesterday. A uh, different team. Um, but really, when I looked at this team, the part, honestly, like, the Rillaboom Sneasler thing was a nice set. The top four Pokemon here, uh, the Tornadus with the Rain Dance. The Rain Dance just sets up and so much stuff for every other Pokemon on this list. Uh, Rain Dance gets rid of Goldango's Fire Weakness for it to go Terra Steel. Even, be like, even better. Sets up your automatic, your 100% accurate Sandseer Storms. And it also sets up the extra water damage for your Rapid Strike Urshifu. Um, I've been playing a team very similar to this. If we actually go back to the Top Cut, looked at the Top Cut Explorer, there was another team that was the Urshifu, the Urshifu, Urshifu Goldengo Double Genie Incarnate Genie offense with uh, Bramblegast as another 
option. So I was running that's what Carl game. played. Yeah, yeah, that's like word for word what Carl played. He played um his it, him and I played those same four. Uh, his flex spots were uh, Bramble Gas instead of Rillaboom and Bundle instead of Sneasler. Yeah, he ended up um, playing the uh, the forty five mice team that yeah. is I've been playing. I know I've just I think been... I think he reworked the EVs, but yeah, yep. that's what yeah. he played. He did. Um, the best part of this team was by far the genies together. Um, just being able to like, you know, match Tailwind if need be, or like take speed priority and then like do a ton of damage to like Sandseer Storm. Uh, being able to set rain was awesome, especially next to like Urshifu. Um, round two, I was able to set rain and then uh, Terra Urshifu Aqua Jet O code a uh, Flutterbane. Which, like, I did the calc afterwards, and they had to be, I think, like, no bulk. Otherwise, it was, like, a roll, depending on how much bulk they had. So, that, like, won me that game. Um, really, boom, being able to do just, like, it, it was able to do, like, a ton of damage, like, wood hammers into iron hands. And, like, uh, clicking grassy glide every now and then as well. It was it was really good. The Goldengo honestly kind of sucked. Um, I think you're using it wrong. Um, I, I know Car- Carl was giving us play by play, not to yeah. He, he gave you play by play for my my uh, top four match, but yeah. And I just I don't know, man. It you maybe I don't think just you because correctly. it's this this spec set. I really was not a fan of it all day. Um, every time I brought it, it literally just like switched in and died, or like I let it and it died. Like I just was never able to use it like I wanted to. The, uh, like so for me using this the spec school dango is one of my favorite parts actually uh not to spoil your run but you got knocked out in the top four which yeah I, I lost in top four um congratulations i, I lost to, to size spam with drago um i i tried to make a play to prevent trickrim from going up it didn't work um was able to, like was just kind of swept up under trickrim past that um game two Figured he would try to do something similar. He led Hands plus Drago. Um, I led Rillaboom plus Landorus trying to prevent this. And, like, my thought process is is he swapped in Ndidi last time I had Rillaboom on the field to be able to take away terrain and prevent uh, fake out. So I wanted to pivot Rillaboom out to, you know, not play into the fake out. And instead he just went for a fake out into my Landorus and, like, you know, uh, went for a dragon energy and just got like a double KO. I'm just like, well, that's really bad. So, um, you know, obviously, like in hindsight, leading Goldengo plus Landorus makes it where I can just like go for a make it rain, do a ton of damage, or you know, be able to live the hit and live the dragon energy and then just do a ton of damage back with like make it rain. It's probably the play, but like also at the same time, the fact that their scarf also means that like. I had to have priority to set Tailwind to be able to do things in front of them, and like I was never able to get into a position where I could uh, Tailwind and threaten it, or uh, like it, it just it felt rough. Um, Carl played against the same player, and he had Bundle to be able to like pressure it and be able to do things, and like talking to him afterwards, like Bundle makes a lot of sense on the team, and honestly, the team felt fine. Um, like, like, like I said, the double genies plus like Urshifu is by far the favorite, part, my, my favorite part of this team. Just being able to have this like pseudo weather mode 
uh, really just put a ton of pressure against a lot of my opponents and was able to clean up games really quickly with it. Yeah, yeah Sizepan so is just a rough matchup for you, honestly. I think it, got, like on paper it looks atrocious. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So like... I know from my experience playing and just also like notes that for, uh, that Justin Knox gave on the team against the Sizepan, as long as like it's not a wide guard armor rouge or a weird like Terra on any of like the armors or the Indeedy going leading the Landorus Goldango and then going Terra Steel make it rain plus Sandseer Storm, you should pick up the double KO every you should pick pick up the double KO most of the time, assuming your Sandseer Storm hits both. So of course you so, are gambling. Uh, game on one. Uh like he never actually played like Indeedy Rouge. It was he led hand scarf Drago, Rouge. right? Yeah, it was Scarf Drago as well. Like that's yeah. that's the the thing that's that beats the, yeah, that, that matchup because thing. that just obliterates Landorus before you even get the chance to click Sansier yeah. Storm, you know? So talking to Carl, he's like, Hey, double genie seems like a good idea as a lead because like you set rain you uh you set rain, you Sansier Storm, you pick up whatever he's trying to do. If he goes for a follow me, it's fine. If he, you know, goes for trick room within DD it probably doesn't take it very well, and if it does, then you just kind of pivot around and hope, you know, stall out Trick Room, but, like, Armor Rouge is the big threat, so, like, taking it out turn one is the play. And then, in reality, my opponent led hands, and I'm just like, well, I can't attack this turn because it's just going to fake out my Landorus, so it doesn't really matter what I do here. What was the terror type on the Armor Rouge? Psychic. Okay, so on that you could have led like Lan- uh, Hands Goldango, um, not Hands Goldango. Have sorry, hands. Lando Lando Goldango. Protect your Lando and your Spec Shadow Ball should just pick up the Armor Rouge. They're they're forced to switch, and yeah, they swap into Indeedy. And, and like, again, I don't like, do anything yeah, there. But also, if you play too passively, they get Trick Room up, and then they can yep. take the game that way. I think like, that you just had a terrible top four matchup, and honestly, yeah, that's, 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 that's all you chalk it up yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like, it's it, it is what it is. I was also playing a was hard team, enough. right? Size spam like, was hard enough, and then choice spam, you know, you put the Scarf uh, Drago on top of it, and, yeah. and it's like, how do I how do I actually win this without, you know, letting Tailwind go up? And I think it's just... And like, yeah. Hard reads, I'm, good reads. And, yeah. I'm sitting here playing a five-month team as well, right? Like, Sneezer's never coming in the matchup against multiple psychic types. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, and, that, that's more so your fault, but... Did, well, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to play something fun, and Sneezer seemed like it was fun, and it turned out to be uh, not fun. So. I think it. I think it's... I, I think that maybe... I think it is better than maybe you're giving it credit for, but it could have just the, been a rough. Yeah, the matchups know, match-up I played. Spread. Yeah, the matchups I played, it was just like not worth bringing because it it um, has a lot of really good like parts to it with the acrobatics and like we saw earlier in the regulation, like different sets of it were winning tournaments. Like Wolf won a tournament with it, which. You know, we can maybe chalk it up to Wolf a little bit, but, like, it won your uh, MSS or PC, uh, Angelo. I think that, like, I think you just got really rough matchups for it, probably, and it just didn't work, you know, in in Sneasler's favor, unfortunately. My uh, my round one loss was to, uh, it was King Gambit. Actually, I I took pictures of all but one of my my opponent's team sheets, uh, because that guy was like, I don't think you can do that. I'm like, it 
It's a local dude. It's not that big of a deal. It's also open deep sheet. Like, yeah, I, your opponent's I'm like, all right, I anyway. guess I'll just jot all this down real quick then. Um, but it was Volcarona, Amoongus, Iron Hands, King Gambit, uh, Chan Pao, Lando, Therian. Uh, and it was like the the Black Glasses Swords Dance variant of King Gambit with multiple forms of redirection and fake out pressure. Um, in like both games, it was just like, all right, cool, I set up a Swords Dance, and now it doesn't matter what you do, I just click Sucker Punch. Yeah. Like, yep, that is that is also a thing you can just do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so something like, like that. It, it's just with with that amount of redirection, it's it's difficult, and then you also like, okay, let me try doubling and just putting on a lot of offensive pressure. The bleak windstorm sounds great in theory to hurt the re to hurt the redirectors, and then you get the speed drop, and now that plus two king gambits plus four, and you and just made the the fact that like I can't um like he would lead like hands plus king gambit. I'm like, well. That beats my double genie lead because I can't go for my Sandseer Storm like I want to because he just fakes out my Lando. So it, it was, like, again, on paper, that matchup was absolutely atrocious. And I would have to do a lot of games against it to try to figure out exactly what I want to do in that matchup. Um, but my, my opponent played it very well. Uh, definitely, definitely felt very comfortable on his end of, like, what he was doing. Whereas that was the first game I played with my team, so, <laughs> so wow, we'll practice baby. helps. Yeah, I you're telling both of us. Um, I really, I because I tell me talk. too. I cannot. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be just getting more comfortable with teams, and also I think the big thing is just having an event that you know that while you might not have any majors, maybe one might come up at some point next year, but like. Having an, an event to go to to just practice towards that in itself could be big. Uh, we're also at a point where it's just difficult to practice because, like, the DLC comes out this week. I know for me, I'm pretty much I'm relatively checked out of Regulation E. Uh, I'm doing US, USPA, and there are tryouts for both uh, Team New England, well, Team Rest of New England, and Team Massachusetts. And so right now the tryouts are regulation E, so I have to stay just enough in where I don't play god awful during tryouts. But at the same time, I'm like I really don't feel like playing this regulation, like this regulation anymore because I don't have any tournaments. I've been entirely checked out since like they uh, released the tournament list, and none of them are anywhere near me. I don't have any locals either because they're all on Sundays when I work. Oh, uh, yep. Miserable. Yeah, the closest the, luckily, ones for me are in New Jersey, which, um, you know, if you don't know, the drive from Long Island to New Jersey is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, that, like 20 minutes, right? Uh, that hour and 20 minute drive that it says on your maps is almost never the case. Um, nope. Because when I drove from Queens to Secaucus for the New Jersey regionals, I was stuck coming home for three hours. For a just, a twelve just plan, mile plan drive, J Jay just plan better. I I I literally got a place <laughs> forty miles closer to the place to make it a twelve mile drive, and it took me multiple hours to get back because the bridges are terrible, and I don't literally like. Should have just stayed with me. I I really should have. I I it was it was terrible. I didn't even come back for Championship Sunday to go and watch the uh, top eight because the drive was so miserable. I couldn't do it again. 
Yeah, I remember. I just couldn't. Like the night, it's like by the you're like by the time I get into Secaucus, you're going to be leaving. Literally right. Yeah, it was terrible situation. Um, Yeah, maybe I'll take public transit out there, but the public transit out to New Jersey is also pretty awful because you have to take the train into Penn Station and then take New Jersey Transit and then take subways to get to these places. And it's like, what's the point? What's the point? (laughs) I'm going to have to take the subway on Wednesday because I'm going to be in New York for work. And um, it's going to be a lot quicker to just take the subway from Moynihan to Rockefeller Plaza uh, than it is for me to either walk there or, God forbid, try to find an Uber in New York City in the middle of Christmas. <laughs> oh, in, in good the middle Lord, of that sounds atrocious. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was going upstate to see Alex, and my train came in so late that I missed my Amtrak. And so I had to... Um, go to Grand Central Terminal with which my options were to take a subway or to walk there and the walk was like a mile and I was like I'm just walking there so I, I had to walk over there to take Metro North up that night was a nightmare man that was that was so much fun walking through New York City at like close to midnight uh, to get home to get upstate could be worse could not have public transit yeah that's true you could live you could live in missouri that's yeah, uh <laughs> that in and of itself is just instantly that's worse. that's literally a miserable experience it's in the name you're in misery <laughs> do you do you all know that um yes do you know that meme do you know that like tiktok that was circulating like three years ago or whatever yeah my, my roommate found that last night and he was just dying on the couch <laughs> laughing about it for like legitimately 15 minutes to the point where i come back and he's like i need you to watch this i'm like i've seen this three years ago <laughs> dude you're, you're like three years too late <laughs> still funny still relevant oh it's great <laughs> yeah so on that note do we have anything else i gotta cook i gotta cook my chicken cutlets before this game i also had to go cook chicken all right i will uh i'll run us out of here then Let's do it. Um, no, Jay, you also had to go get chicken to cook. I also the, have to go cook chicken here. tonight. I have to I'll go cook <laughs> it's, You guys might be making cutlets or marsala or whatever the fuck. I'll go heat up some chicken nuggies, you know, let the vibes really roll in tonight because we, we're the comeback kids and we're feeling childlike today. We're, we're all type of giddy. Um, with that... We're going to close out this episode. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that fun YouTube stu- stuff. Make sure you come and uh, follow the Twitter at LR Lessons. Uh, check out the website, www.lrlessons.com. Come hang out in the community Discord. That's where all of us hang and our beautiful uh, community members. There's, you know, so many of us now. Uh, it's awesome um and make sure you guys uh support us over on patreon and the discord supporters link um we uh you know have different tiers where you get shouted out at the end of the episode like i'm about to do now shout out johnny bravo senior and papa swish for your patreon support and shout out to smeargle for uh the discord support and with that that was episode 197 it's chicky nuggy time for all the boys here (laughs) and we will see you all next time peace out Go Cowboys. Go Birds.